Hi, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Whiskey to Way, a show about everything whiskey. Uh, today, we are going to be trying out some bourbon here at Feed Company. I am Juan Lechuga. I own a production company called Icarus Independent Productions. Uh, we do video, photography, and everything that comes along with it. And I'm Joe Had. Uh, I bartend here at Feed Company in the lower Greenville area of Dallas, Texas. And we're here to teach you a little bit about whiskey. For today's episode, we're actually going to be talking about the da -da -da -da, Weller's 12. Weller 12-year-old is a part of a family of products that are all highly sought out. It shares the same mash bill or grain recipe and manufacturer as the Weller Special Reserve, Weller Antique, Old Rip Van Winkle, and Pappy Van Winkle expressions. Each of these expressions can be seen like points on a line of increasing quality of flavor, but it's more accurate to describe them like siblings that shared the same parents, but all have unique attributes and achievements to recommend themselves. The Rip Van Winkle and Pappy Van Winkle lines with which it shares so much in common are among the most rare, expensive, and sought out bourbons in the world. A single bottle can sell for several thousand dollars. For most folks, the Weller 12 is about as close as they can get to a taste. The majority of bourbons are made with a grain blend comprised primarily of corn with malted barley to kickstart fermentation and rye added to impart spicy flavor notes. With weeded bourbons, the rye is replaced with wheat, which is believed to add a sweeter flavor profile and to retain more desirable flavor when aged for an uncommonly long time. In addition to its standout grain recipe and rich aging process, this whiskey has yet another distinction. Beginning production in 1849, it was the very first weeded bourbon ever made. If you're hunting for one, you can try getting to know salespeople at a regional or local chain. They're usually the most helpful, but it's not uncommon to see a bottle on the top shelf or behind the counter at a mom-and-pop store, although those usually cost a bit more. For those who are curious but still not certain whether it'll live up to the hype, the simplest way to find out is to seek out a restaurant or bar that has a well-curated whiskey list. You can usually find a pour for between $10 and $15. It whets the appetite well in an old-fashioned cocktail, a great way to wind down after a day at work, or try it on a large ice cube with grilled beef, lamb, or chicken, or sip it neat with or even for dessert. All right, so here's what you all came here for. We're actually going to taste it. And then we're going to talk about what we're tasting. Yeah. And I'm going to use my notes. Notes? <laughs> notes. So we know what the heck we're doing. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. So. so we have a bottle that's already opened right here yep. of the Weller 12. And I'm going to do a quick pour here. Do you need uh, water or anything? Uh, yeah, I'll take a little bit of water. All right, let's do that. Mm -hmm. So I'll get this nice pour here. Doesn't that look beautiful? Yep. And then, so we are actually pouring them into Glen Cairns. Um, tell us a little bit about what is the difference between that and, say, for instance, what you would typically call an old-fashioned glass. So I'm not 100% sure on the provenance of the Glen Cairn glass, but judging from the name, it's Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and from what I understand, it's based on what uh, distillers will use when they're doing a tasting from, from a barrel. So uh, the design on it, is intended to concentrate the aroma and push it right into your nose so that when you're doing the tasting, you get a, um, a more accurate, well-defined, uh, bigger flavor. Um, a little bit about taste. You have five uh, basic tastes in your mouth, uh, sweet, salty, savory, bitter, and sour. Uh, everything else happens in your nose and the nose is a pretty magical place. Um, 
More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, we'll take a deep dive into the nose in a little bit. Excellent. But yeah, it's, it can be referred to colloquially as a nosing glass just because... Mm -hmm. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so definitely snort your whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 really. No, no. Um, no, what you actually want to do um, when you are tasting whiskey is what I like to say, I kiss it, don't French it. Um, <laughs> just be very, you know, take in a small sip, actually savor it. Don't go straight for shooting it because then all you're going to get is alcohol burn. Yeah. Um, and that's typically yep. where most people who don't know anything about whiskey make their first mistake is they will just shoot it because they're used to Jameson shots or whatever else. And shots. They're, they're great. I'm not going to knock Jameson shots, but if you want to actually taste the flavor of the whiskey, we might have a couple of those afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> That's our prepper for every show. Um, but no, if you actually want to get the flavors of the whiskey, then what you want to do is actually savor the whiskey. You can leave it on your tongue for a little bit. Um, you could drink it like, like you would a, a brandy or a scotch, regard mm -hmm. it in the glass, take a look at the color. Uh, that... Uh, Barrel-aged whiskeys, uh, you know, or bourbons that have spent a long time in the barrel, uh, they will pick up deeper color, deeper barrel coloration. Almost like, uh, to me, it reminds me of like brewing tea. Yeah. Uh, in, in a way, because you have that, that uh, wood character, mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that's imparted um, over time. When it goes into the uh, barrel, initially, the spirits are clear, and they come out with this deep rich color that's what they call what it's white dog yeah 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 yep. uh, it's got yeah. a few different names i think it varies regionally a little bit but yeah, yeah. absolutely you can actually Kentucky. go to uh, several distilleries and they will sell you that version of the whiskey um at a Woo! markup yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> like bet. They, I bet they're more than happy to sell you that because it's just unfinished whiskey for way more than you would typically pay for the regular bottles yep. great yeah yeah uh what do you reckon shall we get to the nose yeah i think we should let's do it cheers cheers so Aroma. Uh, I'm getting vanilla and caramel on the nose. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some good uh, oak character. Mm -hmm. Do you uh, get any nuts? Not yet. Let me smell it again. Now I'm told mm. that. Uh, oh, there we go. There we go. It's kind of under the wood note. I got a, just a little bit of almond, mm -hmm. uh, like roasted almond, like really cooked mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this has spent 12 years aging in the yes. barrel 12 summers uh cooking mm -hmm. in the sun or in the uh in the rick house um <laughs> hopefully not in the sun no <laughs> not in the sun yeah sorry <laughs> I, would, I would be worried to see what would happen to whiskey that you just left out in the sun yeah <laughs> there's a poetry yeah. to this allow yeah. me some poetic license sahara whiskey sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need right probably do but you know what i did actually hear about so we we looked it up one time they actually have israeli whiskey there's do a, they there's a company that makes cool. it out there it's impossible to get because obviously they made one um they made it once and then it got sold out immediately i'll be done but i really want to try it i think it's called it's called milk and honey oh that um, sounds and good that stuff that sounds good really yeah good. it was very it was a very nice kind of yellow it was like that kind of honey yellow look cool to it. Um, i don't know how much you can trust the photos but it was it looked really good and i was very interested in getting it uh, I don't know how I would find it. I'm just going to have to take a trip. Sounds like a good plan. But, yeah. Bring no. some home for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I actually did want to mention real quick, too, that this is made in Kentucky. Yes. Um, so uh, since we're talking about different areas of the world, bourbon is an American product. So to be called a bourbon, it's got to be made in the USA. Typically, you'll find it in Kentucky. Um, there's a couple of bourbons in Texas. Uh, Kentucky doesn't really like that. Uh, they, <laughs> they really want to think that Kentucky is the only place you can make actual bourbon. Um, 
but there are some whiskeys that are called bourbons on uh, different places, and it really tells you a little bit about the character of what you're drinking. Basically, it'll tell you that the mash is 51% corn. It'll tell you that it's going to be a little sweeter. It's yep. going to have those uh, vanilla and caramel notes to it. Um, it's going to be very sweet on the nose. Um, you might get a little bit of nuttiness, but you're not going to get like heavy smoke, and you're not going to get um, a lot of you know what we call peat, which is that really woody flavor that yeah. you typically find in some scotches. Yep. When, they, when you have a peated whiskey, they'll dry out the grain uh, by basically roasting it over uh, burning peat fire mm -hmm. and what what comes off in the smoke and the oily smoke will attach itself to the grain and then impart that flavor mm -hmm. yep. yeah yeah i do love some peated whiskeys but let's actually get to drinking this. okay here we go cheers cheers see uh, the lightly sweet oh yeah, go ahead well, the yeah well to me is really that it's very well balanced um, yeah Remarkably. Yeah, which again, well, it's, a, it's well, Wellers. Uh, <laughs> Wellers did well with this, uh, with this whiskey. Yep. No, but they are, they are typically remarkably well balanced. They're very smooth. Um, it's got nothing it's, is smacking you in the face yeah, about this whiskey. It is just really approachable so for, for 90 proof. It's not overly hot. Mm -hmm. I get a little bit of uh, I do get a little spice. wood tannins. Yeah. Well, wood spice right yeah. around the edges of my mouth. Um, Caramel, vanilla, and oh, there it is. For, for me, the the mark of the whole Weller line uh, is that walnut on the finish, mm -hmm. roasted walnuts right on the finish. Um, not a lot of spice mid-mouth, not mm -hmm. cinnamon or cloves, not anything that I would normally associate with a lot of heat, but more mm -hmm. just uh, uh, black peppercorns. Yeah, and I think it's, got, it's definitely got a lot to do with the, the, the uh, wheat. Yeah. The wheat character of yeah. it is just very much prominent in this. You can tell that it's a wheated whiskey as opposed yeah. to yeah. something that's like a rye. You're not yep. getting all of those spice notes. You're not getting that <laughs> cinnamony taste every yeah. so often. You know, it's really very much, it's dry. It's actually surprisingly dry. Yeah, well. yeah. It, it, uh, it starts out just lightly sweet. Uh, you know, you get that. I'm, I'm expecting uh, honey and almonds mm -hmm. just because of the nose. And it pretty much tastes like it smells until about the mid-mouth where you start to see that dry flavor profile really develop. Mm -hmm. And it just shines. To me, that's, that's, that's gorgeous that it has that almost like surprise waiting for you yeah. uh, where you can taste... Um, you just get that really well-developed like wood, wood character. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. roasted flavor just really comes out. Especially, I feel like, especially at the finish, you really get that. It um, spends a tremendous amount of time in the barrel. From what I understand, the, uh, the char depth that they're using is the alligator char, the number four. Mm -hmm. um, correct me like, in the comments if I'm wrong. But yeah, yeah it, looks it looks like, like the, alligator scales yeah. on the actual char. So what they do with the barrels is they essentially set them on fire for anywhere from like, I think it's like 10 seconds to a minute. 55 seconds is a number four, yeah. from what I understand. And so 55 that's typically seconds. the darkest char that you're so, going to get. Yeah. Uh, good, um, having spent 12 years in there, um, that charcoal will give it a little bit of filtration up front. You'll get caramelized wood sugars where you get a lot of sweetness. Um, and uh, when it's dumped, it goes in the barrel, I think at 125 proof. So it gets a lot of wood penetration. Mm -hmm. But the, the real magic here is time. Uh, and it's hard to, uh, it's hard to find anything else that, that does it. Mm -hmm. um, 12 years, again, is an uncommonly long period of time. Most commercially available bourbons get about two or three mm -hmm. years in the wood. Um, a lot of fine bourbons will get about six to eight. Mm -hmm. Generally, you know, the, your flavors are really well developed. But after about the eighth year, it gets tricky because the barrel just takes over the flavor. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's hard to find a good, uh, nuanced, well-balanced flavor. But the folks at uh, Buffalo Trace uh, have 
a reputation for some of the most stringent, if not the most stringent, quality control. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, time well spent. Yeah, time it's well really spent. interesting because so that's that's also another reason why, you know, for instance, like scotches will typically is what you'll see that has like a twelve year age statement. Yep. Um, yep. Something that's been in the in the barrel that long. Typically, the problem is. Like you said, there's a lot of sugars that are getting added into yeah. it. The barrel starts to take over. Um, that's why scotches typically don't use, or they never use, first use casks. Um, I think there's maybe one or two that have, and they're usually special expressions. But bourbon always uses virgin oak casks. So it's yeah. the very first time yep. that anything has been in that barrel. And so they, it's very hard to keep all of that from taking over uh, what's in that in It's that loaded with uh, oak lactins and hemicellulose and all those good science-y all goodies. All those nerdy words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that make this yeah. so delicious. Uh, final thoughts, would you recommend? I would absolutely recommend it. It's well-balanced, it's good for beginners, it's good for aficionados. Um, it's something that it might be a little hard to find, but you can always come to a place like Beat Company and they'll pour you a glass. So, you know, definitely, definitely try it if you can get your hands on it. I, I keep tasting more and more the more I sip. Yeah. This one opens up beautifully. You let it aerate just a little yeah. bit. It keeps speaking um, up to my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> kind of magical. Um, how that happens. Yeah, I, I would wholeheartedly recommend this to anyone, uh, especially if you can find it around the MSRP. Um, retail price is usually somewhere between $25 and $30. If you see it at that price, buy a bottle by all means, buy two. Um, your friends will appreciate it. It gifts well. Uh, if it's more than twice that, if uh, I would say above sixty dollars, above sixty-five, I would be hard. Would be difficult for me to buy it because I know I could find it somewhere else. But this is one that's got a lot of buzz. It lives up to the hype and uh, is just a, a delicious tram all around. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of Whiskey to Way. We'll be back next week uh, trying another whiskey. Uh, please join us for that. Uh, be sure to check out Feed Company here in Dallas if you're in town. Thank you, everybody, and uh, here's to you. Cheers. That's a wrap. All right. <laughs>